Um, if you would open your Bibles and your devices, I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. Hey, I want to give a shout out to uh, Chrissy, um, Christy Flynn, Christy Flynn. Her birthday was yesterday. Christy Flynn. Happy birthday to you, ma'am. Yesterday birthday. So good morning to everybody. You there? First Samuel chapter 17. First Samuel chapter 17. So we started a series last week, a new series. has definitely been for me um, just last week just thinking about the things this narrative that we talked about and all of that I keep seeing all this stuff come up in my life right now so it's like when the Lord starts downloading and I start preaching on it it becomes um, it becomes so real and alive in uh, my life and I start seeing that I'm like okay Lord and it's so funny when I'm talking to people it just seems to all weave back into this uh, narrative thing or understanding your assignment so let's uh, start reading this morning and I can uh, get you out of here first Samuel chapter 17 I want to read uh, starting at verse 28 I'm gonna read 28 through 33 and then I'm gonna have you jump down to verse 38 all right just to help us understand our context uh, today so let's do it first Samuel 17 28 starts here it says this now Eliab the oldest brother heard when he spoke to the men talking about David and Eliab's anger was against was aroused against David and he said why do you come down here with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness <laughs> uh, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart for you have come down here to see the battle and David said what have I done now is there not a cause <laughs> then he turned from uh, him toward another and said the same thing and these people answered him as the first ones did now when the words which David spoke were heard they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Then Saul said, uh, then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail him, uh, fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. Look at verse 38, guys. It says, so, so Saul clothed David with armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head. And he also clothed them with a, a coat of mail. David fastened, fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk in these. For I have not tested them. So David took them 
off. So far, our scripture reading today. Um, let's go a little bit forward in this. Uh, go a little bit further in this series that I'm calling Killing Your Goliath. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you now for this opportunity to share your word, your message to your people. I thank you, Father, for trusting me enough to share this word. Now, Lord, I pray that you allow me, give me the words uh, to say what I see. Help me describe, help me give context and help me uh, add texture to those who hear. But even more so, Lord, help this word come to life in them. Let them see themselves fulfilling and carrying out all that you have placed in us today. Now, Lord, prepare our minds, prepare our spirits and our souls, and then prepare our bodies to carry it out. My prayer this morning is that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So listen, I want to just jump right in. Last week, I gave you uh, two points right up front, right out the gate. And I want to do the same thing uh, this week. I want to give you our points right out of the gate. So if you were not here last week, um, you can uh, go out to our website and listen and watch the uh, sermon from last week, the talk from last week. And then that way you can get caught up on part one. If you're fresh in, it's okay. You only missed one. You can catch that one up. And so uh, I gave you points right out the gate. And I want to give you these points again, just to remind you that if you're going to kill your Goliath, you must know the narrative. That's God's story in your life. That narrative. Number two, um, you must understand your assignment. Who you are is not what you do. OK, that's the first two from last week. Now, let's move forward in the story as we are kind of dissecting parts of this story to help us live. There there is a lot of action in this story, right? It's all action. But I think it's important that we don't overlook. Hear me. The mental and the emotional lessons that lay in the text. Okay. I don't want us to overlook that. The real story here is literally very simple. David killing Goliath. When we extract the real story out of this, that's really only four verses out of 58. If I took the four verses, that is the story. <laughs> there would only be four verses on the page and the rest of it would just have to disappear because really the whole story lay uh, lie in four verses. OK, but the writer here is attempting to immerse the reader into the drama, the feeling, the tension, 
the God consciousness that's in this story. Uh, the writer really paints it and gives it to us like a great movie writer, a great script writer would. It kind of lowers us down into the text so we can hear, see, feel. And I mean, if you really uh, get in there, you could you could sense the, the tension, sense the dust in the air from the battlefield and all of that. So the writer is giving us all of this. But remember, I said to you last week that this is written for a tribe of people for David's time. And I believe and of this time who would identify with David, who would identify with this unarmed, unprotected and yet unafraid David. As the writer tells the story, the writer reveals, listen, here's going to be our thing today. The writer reveals some boundaries that David has set. So let me give you our third nugget for this series. Number three, if you're going to kill your Goliath, you must set boundaries. That's it. That's your point for today. If you're going to kill your Goliath, you must set boundaries. And so what we're going to do, we'll walk through the text. And then after walking through the text, we'll uh, pull out some uh, boundaries here that have to be set. But let me say this to you. Setting boundaries is a part of self-care. It's a part of self-respect. OK, it should help you kind of establish your own personal leadership and your own strategy to kill your Goliath. Let me say it again, that setting healthy boundaries is a part of self-care. It's a part of self-respect and it should help from, it should help you from the base of your own personal leadership and your own strategy to kill your giants. Okay, that's going to be important. Let me say this though, but not being able to set healthy boundaries, and this is sometimes we have to look at this, can be related to common issues like low self-esteem, needing approval from others, come on, learned helplessness, the fear of being rejected or criticized. So when it comes to boundaries, we often set boundaries uh, with what we're willing to say, but we don't necessarily set boundaries in other areas. What do you mean, Pastor, what we're willing to say? Stuff like this. You know, I don't tell people how much money I make. That's personal. So we set those boundaries. We, know we, we don't tell people what goes on in the house. We set those boundaries. But there are some other areas in our lives where we don't set boundaries well. But this text, believe it or not, this story tells us that we should be setting boundaries. David has set some amazing boundaries. And I'm so grateful to the Holy Spirit that um, he has allowed me to see these boundaries in the text that David has set. So y'all ready? All right. Our one point today is if you're going to kill your giant, you're going to have to set boundaries. Under this point, I got about five boundaries. I think it is about five, four or five boundaries that I want you to set and uh, to be looking out for as we go through this. Are you ready? Okay. So let's go back to um, uh, 17, chapter 17, verse Samuel chapter 17. And I want to read verse 25 and 27. Okay, here's what it says. It says, so the men of Israel said, they're saying this to David. So David has come up and uh, he has delivered 
his supplies and the food for his brother. He gave it to the supply keeper. And as he's coming up, he's seeing these armies run out to battle. Okay, he's seeing Israel and the Philistines, God's army and and the enemy uh, coming up and they're headed out to battle. He comes up on the uh, war grounds or the battlefield about this time. So then picks up at 25 and it says, so the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy and it shall to divide Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches. will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him and saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? Like, wait, what? For uh, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? David says that he should defy the armies of the living God. And the people answered him in the same manner. So it shall be done for the man who kills him. Here is number one. Listen, you must set a boundary around your why. I love it. Here's what David does. And we hear that we hear this same line or his same sentiment when he talks to his brother, because he says to his brother, his, he's like his brother's like, what you doing up here? We'll talk about that in a minute. And he says to his brother, is there not a cause? There's a reason to fight here. And I want you to set a boundary, set boundaries around your why. Here's what you hear me say all the time. When your why is big enough, the how will handle itself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You got to set up this boundary around your why because your why is the motivating thing. It is what you run to. It's a part of your goal setting. Why am I doing this? Why am I saving money? Are you hearing me? Don't let anything come between you and your why. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, this has freed me up because David says, listen, I'm getting ready to uh, I'm going to kill this guy. But the thing that is motivating me is the end result. What's motivating me is what I'm hearing is the king's going to make me rich. He's going to give me his daughter. My dad don't have to take, pay taxes. We're going to be exempt from some of the drama and the heavy stuff that happens in the kingdom. Oh, yeah, there is a reason for this. And I love it because people often say stuff like, well, you should just do it out of the kindness of your heart. What happens when you wake up some days and your heart ain't so kind? <laughs> yeah, look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. What happens when you wake up some days and you're frustrated and angry and you don't want to do it? That's why you got to set a boundary around your why. When you decide this is why I'm saving, this is why I'm running, this is why I'm moving forward, this is why I'm building this business. So when those days of discouragement and heaviness come, you will say, uh-uh, this is my why, and I have made my why a safe space because when I don't feel like doing it, as long as I've set the boundary around my why, nobody can change my why. Come on. My why will help me in days of discouragement. My why will help me in days where I feel like I don't have enough to make it, whether it's energy or money or whatever. When you protect your why, you're going to always have a goal to reach for. It's okay to do it for the money. Look how we looking. Because see, we've been talking about that. Let me, let me go on and free you up. 
It's okay to make money. It's okay to have a business that makes money. It's okay. Let me free you up. It's okay. Yeah, there's a, um, oh, what's the name of the book? Oh, it's a book called, And Thou Shall Prosper. I can't remember the name of the, uh, the rabbi who's the author of the book. But the first principle, he gives 10 commandments. And it's called, And Thou Shall Prosper. And the first one in there is, it's okay to make money. Because sometimes the world will tell us that you're doing a great thing if you're doing a not-for-profit. If you're not called to a not a non-profit, if that's not your why, don't try to run after that if that's not your thing. Man, I'm preaching real good today. It is okay because David is about to kill a Goliath, kill a giant that's coming against God's plan, God's people, and he's going to be rewarded for it. It becomes his why. Y'all with me? Okay, let's keep it moving so I can get you out of here. Look at verse 28. This is where it gets heavy, and I want you to ask the Lord to help you up, up and through here. Here we go. Verse 28 says, Now Eliab, his older brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David, and he said, Why did you come down here? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know the pride or the, uh, the pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. Here's the, th the second thing I want to tell you about setting boundaries. You ready? You're going to have to set boundaries between you and broken people. Yeah, that part. You got to set boundaries around you and broken people. Are you hearing me? <laughs> yeah. See, broken people distract and discourage you from facing and killing your giant. Not because they think you can't do it, but because it exposes the fact that they are afraid of facing their own Goliath. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Yeah, and just like in this text, just like in this text, sometimes broken people are the closest people to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you ready? Yeah, see, Eliab got some issues. Eliab got some issues inside of him and the reason he's angry at David is because of his internal issues beware of broken people okay beware hear me I'm not judging nobody I'm not judging them what I am saying to you is though you got to beware of broken people because of their internal issues so let me let me go back and deal with Eliab a little bit because when we remember the story in chapter 16 chapter 16 is that God says Hey, Samuel, go. I have found a king for myself amongst Jesse's sons. Go up there and anoint him. When Samuel gets there and he gets everything ready and he says to Jesse, bring your sons out here. When he looks at Eliab, the oldest one, Samuel says to himself, oh, this got to be him. He good looking. Look at him. Good looking. Cut. This got to be him. God says, no. Here's what God says. I have rejected him. Y'all, 
Y'all, y'all hear me? So now Eliab is dealing with the fact that he has been rejected. He wasn't the one. Maybe he doesn't know that he was rejected. I, I, I'm assuming that's the conversation between Samuel and God. But what he did know was when he walked by the man of God, the man of God said, uh-uh, not him. So now he got some stuff going on. Watch this. So then him and his other two brothers, the, uh, the three oldest, uh, one, two, and three, they say, hey, we're going to get in the war. We're going to go and fight in the army for Saul. Because, again, we grown. We big men. But now here he is again. Eliab is in the army. But the whole army is running. The Bible says they were dreadfully afraid. So then he got some other issues. I'm supposed to be the oldest. I'm supposed to uh, have a double portion. I'm supposed to be getting everything that my daddy has plus because I'm the oldest. But now I'm struggling. I was not chosen. Now I'm in the army and the army ain't made a man out of me because now I'm running from giants. I'm angry and I'm about to take my anger out on David. David ain't done nothing to you, Eliab. As a matter of fact, David is the one doing the bidding of his father. And bringing the, the food to you guys from his dad. He's on assignment, yo. But you're mad at him. That's why you got to set some boundaries around broken people. Because they will distract you from killing your giant. Listen, because they're afraid to kill theirs. Who am I talking to this morning? Who am I talking to? I got I to gotta get this, uh, this new platform up on my monitor so I can see everybody, see who I'm talking to. Because some people need to hear that broken people will try to discourage you from running after everything that God has for you. Set that boundary. Oh, boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're the closest people to you, Tony. You got to be careful. Set the boundary. They will try to make you feel bad. He tried to belittle David. It's like, where those little sheep? Because you're just a shepherd boy. What you doing up here? Where the sheep? Here's the one thing about David is every step of the way, David, David handled his responsibility. When you look at the text, it says that he made sure the sheep were cared for. And when he got to the army, he put the supplies in the hand of the supply keeper. So what David is not is irresponsible. <laughs> but Eliab wants to make him feel like he's less than. Because you got to be careful and set the boundary around broken people. Can I move on? Okay, let's look at 17 and 29. Verse 29, and David said to him, here's, here's what he responds. David says, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Remember, boundary around your wine. Listen, look at, look at the next line that I love. Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first one did. Here's number three. You got to set boundaries around what you respond to. <laughs> you got to set boundaries around what you respond to. You can't respond to everything. Not everything is for you to respond to. Every time somebody says something about you, you can't respond to it. I love it because the text says that David turned away from him. Yeah, some of us get worked up. Stressed out, anxiety, wore out, 
peace gone, migraines, stomach upset because we are responding to stuff that we should not respond to. And you got to set a boundary because you cannot respond to everything. Set a boundary. And you got to tell yourself sometimes I'm not responding to that. Be okay with it. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to text. I have nothing to email. <laughs> no, listen, it's right here in the text. Before he could get to the giant, he's having to fight some stuff from his family member. He has, do you, listen, do you realize, and I think I said it last week, I saw it on a post that, that I said, it. I think I said it, that, that the, sometimes the giant that you got to fight is you. The giant that you got to kill is you. Yeah, you got to kill that pride in you that wants to respond to everything, that wants to prove that you're innocent, that you want. Uh, 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 uh. Sometimes you got to, not sometimes you have to set a boundary around what you respond to. If you want to talk to yourself, keep talking to yourself, but I'm not responding. I'm out. The text says he turned away from him. This is going to help you kill that giant. <laughs> anybody, anybody in here, in here with me today? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm moving. I feel like I'm moving too fast, but I got to move. Y'all with me? Okay. So our nugget today is you got to set boundaries. Here's number one. You got to set boundaries around your why. Don't forget it. Number two, you got to set boundaries between you and broken people. Listen, let me let me hit this real quick and I'm going to get out of here. That means you got to ask the Holy Spirit to give you discernment to know who I need to be setting up boundaries with. Listen, here at number three is you got to set boundaries of what, about, around what you respond to. You got to ask the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, do I need to say something here? Do I need to have, not just Holy Ghost. Who, who are the wisdom people in your life? Who are the people that give you counsel? That will tell you, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Look at verse 20, uh, right here at verse 28 again, in verse 28. Now, I want you to see something that I think is crucial. Eliab says to David in verse 28, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. For you have come down here to see the battle. Now, wait a minute. The word insolence is the word evil or disrespectful. Okay. Here's point number four. You got to set boundaries around what you accept. What you accept. Because just because you don't respond to it doesn't mean you don't allow it to get in here and settle. But you're going to have to put up a fence around that. There needs to be a net to catch the stuff that you cannot accept. Here's why the problem that I have with this text or with him saying that to David. David, you got a, you got a, a prideful and a disrespectful heart, he says. You got an evil, uh, uh, evil heart. The word insolence is evil or disrespect. Well, the problem that I have with that is that when he was chosen in chapter 16, when Eliab was rejected by God, Eli, uh, God says to Samuel, Samuel, 
You got to remember this now. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So then, if God chose David for his king and God looks at the heart, what does that tell you? That David's heart was a good heart. He goes on in the text to be called a man after God's own heart. Wait a minute. This is why you got to build uh, the boundary around what you accept because some people will project on you what is in them. Man, I'm preaching real good today. Yeah, yeah, I know you. You got you prideful. You talking about me or you talking about you? <laughs> you got to only accept what God says about you. And God says, based on his choosing, that your heart is cool, David. We're good. And that's why you can't let these broken people who got their own issues, their own stuff. They're angry with you because they don't want to deal with their own stuff. And now they're trying to give you some stuff. And I'm telling you that you got to build some boundaries around what you accept. Come on, somebody. That's not true, Eliab. How dare you say that to him? The fact that he's chosen says that he got a pure heart. But because you got some stuff inside of you that you don't want to deal with. Look at me. Somebody look at me. You got some people running their mouth about you. And they, other people keep telling you. First of all, you need to silence the other people that are telling you. Look how you looking. Yeah, tell them. Don't keep bringing me that stuff. Because I'm getting ready to set up a boundary between me and you. We don't have no beef. But if you're going to keep bringing me the garbage, then I'm going to have to cut you off. I can't do nothing about what they talk about, but I can do something about what I accept. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because I got some giants to fight. And because they won't fight theirs, they hating the fact that I'm moving forward and about to take the head off of mine. Listen, the enemy knows when you're gaining momentum. The enemy knows when you ain't playing no more. Come on. The enemy knows when you have decided this is it. I got my stones. I'm reaching in my bag and some stuff about to go down. Come on. He knows. So then he starts bringing stuff, bringing people with all this chatter. Yeah, I don't know if I was you. I wouldn't do that. Silence, mute, deuces. But barrier, I'm, listen, I'm putting up boundaries right now. I don't need that talk. Listen, get some guts about you to tell them people in your life, I love you. But I got an assignment right now. And the mess that you bring in me is trying to distract me. And I'd be doggone if I let it. So you won't hear from me for a minute. Well, I can't believe, I can't believe you're saying this to me. No, I can't believe you have said that to me. Because what's in my heart and what God has placed in me to do, I got to keep moving. I got to go forward. And if I have to leave you behind, I'm willing to do it. Because there is a giant that has to come down and there is a time frame. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. There's a time frame that I got to I gotta pull this slingshot. Come on. Y'all, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you got to deal with this. We got to deal with the fact that when David pulls the slingshot, it is a pebble, but the timing of the pebble had to meet Goliath's temple at the right time. There had to be the right kind of, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not inertia, 
um, um, uh, strength is the strength behind it. The, the trajectory, the trajectory had to be right. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? For the stone to meet his temple. And if I'm over here fussing with you, carrying stuff that you give me, accepting stuff that you say to me, start second guessing myself. You messing up my window to kill my giant. And I can't keep messing around with you. Do you know who? Do you know how old I am? Do you know that God got a plan for my life and I can't keep messing with you because you don't want to get on his plan for yours? Man, I'm preaching real good right here. You're going to try to make me feel bad because you won't get up and do nothing. Absolutely not. Boundary up. You're going to try to make me feel guilty because of where I am and where you're not. Boundary. You're going to try to make me accept that I got heart issues when the truth of the matter is you're not dealing with what's in your heart. You bringing up stuff from when you was a teenager and in preschool. Well, my daddy said he was going to do this and he never did. it. Your daddy been dead. Why we keep talking about this? Selah. How long are you going to talk about what your daddy didn't do? He did. How long are you going to talk about your ex? He's been married two more times. Look how y'all looking. Come on. She's been married and happy and you still stuck. Get your act together. Okay. Number four, you got to set boundaries. Around what we accept. Come on. Accept what God says about you. What you cannot do is take to heart what people say about you out of their own brokenness. Listen, I got people talking about me right now. They're probably literally talking about me right now. They're probably talking about me right now. But what they know about me is that I'm not going to stop. That's why they talk. That's why they've been calling some of y'all to talk. Because I'm not going to stop. And the only way they're going to pull me down is by thinking by pulling you down. That's your call to make. Because what, what I have is a boundary. I got boundaries set up. Not only do I have a boundary, I got a why in front of me. And I'm going to keep moving. I, one thing somebody said to me many years ago is I don't care what happens to you, Tim Fryer. You are the comeback kid. I ain't going to never stop. I ain't going to stop until I get to heaven. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I got a call on my life. Call, listen, come what may. Good decisions, bad decisions. Uh, failures, successes. I got to keep going because the boundary is that I have set, that I told my God, I told him I'm going to never turn my back on you because you have never turned my, your back on me. So I got a boundary now and I refuse to carry to accept what other people y'all not hear what I'm saying. Y'all ready? Let's move on. Let's look at verse 38 and I'm done. This is the last one. <coughs> last one. You got to set a boundary around your why. You got to set boundaries between you and broken people. You got to set boundaries around what you respond to. You got to set boundaries around what you accept. And you got to set boundaries around, here's the last one, what you carry. I kept using those words interchangeably a second ago. Accept is what you let go in. Carry is the thing that you put on you and is weighing you down. Watch what it says. So Saul, in verse 38, so Saul clothed David with his armor. 
and he put a bronze helmet on his head and he also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I, I can't I can't walk in these for I have not tested these. So David took them off. You got to set a boundary around what you carry. Listen, people will try to make you carry what's not yours. <laughs> I know y'all looking at me like, how pass to get all this out of the, the, the giant getting killed by David? How, it's right here in the text. Here it is. It's right here. People will try to make you carry what's not yours. Let me tell you something. Listen, here's the issue here. The issue with Saul, who is supposed to be the king or is the king of God's people. But Saul, the only person that has in the whole story brought up God is David. Saul has put his trust in his war experience. That's why he says to David, you, you're a little boy. You can't fight this guy. He has been a warrior from his youth. He knows war. You don't. David had to be the one to tell him, I killed a bear, I killed a lion, and it was because the Lord. The Lord did it. And the same Lord, the same God that was with me that helped me kill the lion and the bear, is the same God that will be with me to kill this uncircumcised Philistine. And then Saul says, okay, go and may your God go with you. Well, Saul, he's supposed to be your God. But the challenge is you have put your faith in your ability to fight and in your armor. And that's what people will do. I almost started to tell you that you got to build a, a, a boundary around people who with misplaced faith. That's the sidebar for you. That's a whole nother thing. But what we see, his faith is in army experience, but then it's in his armor. He doesn't even have any faith in God. So what happens is because people in your life have misplaced faith, they will try to make you carry some doubt. Come on, some fear. And David says, okay, I tell you what. I realize that there's some validity to what you're saying. Surely, maybe the odds are against the business that you're trying to start. Maybe they are. However, if God said to do it, so David says, hey, maybe there's some validity here. I'll try it. But I appreciate David having the wisdom to say, this ain't going to work for me. I can't carry this. This is your armor, not mine. And you got to be okay setting boundaries around what you carry. You can't carry everything, y'all. Okay, you're the only one in your family that went to college and everybody kind of resents that. You can't carry that. Come on, come on. You seemingly, seemingly are the favorite child. You're the one in the family that God got his hands on and you're anointed and you can sit stuff and people resent that about you. You can't carry that. Just because you've gone further than your parents and your grandparents, you can't carry that guilt that cousin and uncle so-and-so wants to say, oh, you think you all that? No, ma'am. No, sir. Do not carry that. That is not yours to carry. Let them deal with that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you carry what is not assigned to you, it will hinder your ability to kill your giant. It'll weigh you down. It'll slow you down. 
You won't be agile. Come on. Y'all with me? You can't carry people's stuff. And because they've been over with all the stuff that they've been carrying all these years, with the mistakes that they've made, listen to me. Listen to me really clearly. I don't care what bad decision you have made. God said, let it go. God said, let it go. Do not carry it anymore. I have forgiven you. How dare you not forgive yourself? Let it go. Move forward. I'm not holding it against you. And you keep thinking that my life is the way it is because it's, it's, it's being held against me. And God is saying, no, you are holding it against you. Get it off your back and you will see when you forgive yourself and stop carrying stuff that you should not be carrying, it's going to cause you to move faster. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Come on. The word of God says that he has made my feet like hinds feet. What that really means is he has made uh, the hinds feet is really talking about the foot of the deer and how the hoof of the deer is made, that it is made in such a way that it could run on, on mountainsides. It is, it, is, it is made in such a way that it still can get traction on jagged edges and the things that other people will fall because of the, the uneven uh, footing. God says, no, no, I made your feet like Heinz feet that you can run up the side of the mountain and get maximum speed that you can run on unlevel ground and still make headway. But if that's not happening, God says, it's not me, it's you. And today you need to draw a line in the sand and maybe you need to build a boundary around what you carry. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? God says, let it go. God says, let it go. God says, let it go. It's been 12 years. It's been 15 years. And you're mourning it. Let it go. I am bringing you to the battleground to kill everything that's trying to stand in between you and your victory. You cannot be on the battleground with that on your back. David said, I haven't tested these. No, sir. I'm not. It's one thing for me to play around in them. It's another thing for me to fight in it. Listen, God is bringing you to the battleground and it's about to take your life to the next level. It is this battle that takes David to a whole nother thing. People started talking about the fact all over that he had killed the Goliath. They would start talking about singing. He had killed uh, Saul, his thousands, but David, his ten thousands. They're starting to write songs about you, baby. What are you? doing you can't keep carrying that some hit songs about to come out about you let that stuff go so you could get to the battleground and win this battle Ooh, where at? come on y'all here <laughs> lady bill might have to get this up on my on my uh on my other screen so i can see everybody talking listen yeah, it's time for you to let some stuff go. You carrying stuff. Listen, some of you are carrying stuff that your parents put on you. You're carrying stuff that you have put on you. And God says, raise the boundary today. Stop carrying it. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. Come on, your ex-spouse said some stuff to you on their way out the door. You've been carrying it ever since they left. And God says, today, I want it off of you. 
I want it all for you. Only receive what I say to you. Yes, you need to have, you need to be self-aware. There needs to be some self-awareness and you need to know where your strengths lie. You need to know what you need to work on and build up. But with all that said, I want you to know, God says, only carry what I say about you. Let it go. Let it go. Yes, forgive yourself. Let the regret go. Listen, regret is heavy. Disappointment, weighty. Come on. Hurt immobilizes you. And God says, that is not of me. I am the God that healeth thee. How dare you keep talking about your hurt? If you have hurt, it's because you have not brought it to me. I am the balm in Gilead. I came to set the captives free. By my stripes, you are healed. How dare you keep talking about hurt? Don't get me started with all the saints and they church hurt. That means you ain't took that to the blood. You've not applied the blood because you want to have something to say about that, Pastor. You've not applied it to the blood because you want to talk about that church. You want to be hurt and you want to tell people, I went to church and this is what it does. This is your junk. This is your, that's why that church keeps moving. That's why that church keep growing. And you keep talking about, I don't even see why the Lord let them grow. Because it's his program. You're carrying stuff you shouldn't. He'll let you grow too if you apply the blood to your hurt spots. Whew. All right, I got to go. It's time. It's time, y'all. Cue the music. We got to go. So Listen. If you're going to kill the giant, there is an emotional and there is an, a, a mental approach to it. It is not just the action. It's not just the action. Again, only four verses. They start running toward each other. David reaches in his, in his, his satchel and pulls out a stone, puts it in the slingshot. And his, that's it. That's the thing. That's the story. But God wanted more in there so we could see that before you get to the physical part of the battle, there is an, a mental, there is a mental and an emotional ascent that we have to make to the battle. And we got to set some boundaries because the closer you get to your victory, the more the chattel, the chatter of the enemy will raise up in your life. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the chatter. It's the chatter of the enemy. It's telling you that you ain't you, well, that you got a bad heart. Hmm? Yeah. Making you carry stuff that's not yours. Making you accept stuff that you shouldn't be accepting. Stay the course. Stay focused. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you today? You will win this battle. You will. And some things you just have to face you just gotta face it know when to turn away know when to face it 
Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I give you glory and honor. For you are faithful. And I thank you, Lord, for sharing today this word with us, your people. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I thank you now for the grace to carry out, to set boundaries. I thank you for the grace to set, to make the distance, to turn away from. I thank you, Lord, for the grace for those of us who have to take some stuff off of our backs to let some stuff go. I pray for the one who needs to forgive themselves for making some bad calls. Lord, I pray that you would open their ears today as your word is coming forth so that they will hear that the heaviness that they carry is not because you hold it against them. Father, let them hear that you have forgiven them. Strengthen their bodies. Strengthen their minds. Strengthen their heart, their soul, so they can run faster. For you are able to redeem the time. So I pray, Father, that as they drop the load that they've been carrying that you would redeem the time in their lives and the Lord those people that need to make the connection with you today and give their lives to you I pray in Jesus name that you send the grace on this platform right now for salvation in Jesus name amen well, family, I pray that this message was helpful to you. I pray that um, that you hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you today so clearly. Listen, if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to hear me. If you're on the Facebook platform, you can text the number. They're going to put a number in the chat. You can text to that number. Um, new life if you are on the online platform um, the watch CCN online platform there is a button there that you can click that raises your hand that says I want to live uh, commit my life to Christ and you can do that right there we have a team on both sides of that that will reach back out to you you'll give them some permission to talk to you and guide you if you're here today and you say, hey, I need to set some uh, boundaries around my life and I need a church home. I need to be covered. I need a place where I hear the word. I need to be prayed for. I need somebody to speak into my life regularly. And you want Christ Center to be that. And you want me to be your pastor to the same degree on the platform of Facebook. There's a number there. Same number. You will text the word connect to that number. But if you're on the online platform, there is a, a button there that you can raise your hand that says you want to join Christ-centered church. And we give you the opportunity to do that there. Listen, family, I'm so excited about everything that God is doing for us. And in the life of our church, I'm excited. And I feel like we are at that place where giants are falling all around us. I'm excited about it. Lady, are you coming? 
I'm excited about everything that God has for us. Ladies, come in to just be the reminders, bring the reminders, and we will close out together. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to just give you a quick reminder if you're on our online platform, as Pastor mentioned, um, the platform is interactive. So if you'd like prayer today, we have ministers and counselors available to pray with you live in our chat. Just hit that prayer request button and someone will chat with you live today. Also for salvation, you can text in or you can hit the, um, the button that allows you to raise your hand. Like pastor said, just wanted to clarify that on our new online platform, you have the capability of chatting with someone live in service today. So before you leave, if you need a moment of prayer in that one-to-one, -one, you can reach out to someone today. Uh, if not, then we will see you live tomorrow at 8 PM Eastern time. Uh, pastor and I are going to go live for, uh, prayer with you all. All right. Listen, I want to um, please share the link to the new platform again. It is watchccnonline.org. Watchccnonline.org. Okay. And if y'all can maybe put that in the chat yes. on there uh, so they can see it, Tammy or somebody. Okay. Listen, I wanted to dismiss you today. And here it is. It's going to be real simple. I declare in Jesus name that you will erect boundaries in the spaces of your not your life that need them. I declare in Jesus name that you will forgive yourself and you will relinquish the things that you have been carrying that has been slowing down the flow of your life. Mm. And I declare in Jesus name, your giants will fall. Go in peace and the God of peace goes with you. Y'all have an amazing week. You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today.